like right here. Just pay attention to us. The Middle Children. Hello, I'm Jesse Jollis. And I'm Chris Burns. And this is Middle Children. It was a little bassy. That felt a little bassy. Too ba- okay. I All liked right. it, but it was bassy. <laughs> okay. Coming out hot, coming in strong. It was literally, it uh, gave me like flashbacks of when I would be in chorus, like in school and absolutely I had to sing those parts you were a baritone and, the, and i was a tenor Ooh, excuse me but i should have been a soprano okay <laughs> i want that melody i know i was a second soprano and sometimes i had a very aggressive choir teacher who would be like somebody in the second soprano is sharp and i'd be like oh my god i think it's me <laughs> i also would be like what does sharp mean i know <laughs> when people would say like i'm like you sound flat i had no idea what i was saying i'd be like you look flat how dare you walk away walk away i don't know how to read music oh my god that was like the biggest joke as a dyslexic i'd be like um i'm like all i i'm just copying the girl next to me yeah <laughs> and they're like well she's an alto so that's why it's wrong <laughs> Okay, well, I thought the altos could use a little help in that one particular section. Literally. I'm like, sorry, I was born with a penis, so now I'm, I am destined to being a tenor? Yeah. <laughs> I think not. How dare you? Oh, choir. I miss choir. How have you been this week? Okay. I'm good. Oh. I'm fine. Okay. I'm well. Well, you know, what happened? Anything? No, nothing's happened. Literally, nothing has happened. Okay. So I guess that's just how I'm feeling. You know, this is the new normal. We're locked down till May 15th at least. (sighs) It's true. It is true. How are you feeling? You know, right now, day by day... And um, I'm I'm trying to do like one or two social calls a day mm. and I'm trying to get motivated to do some work that I've been wanting to do, but seem to continue to not do. To me, there's end in sight. Yeah, sure. It's pushed a little, but I think it's realistic. And for that, I'm happy because I want this to be over. So I feel like I see the finish line. And I'm like, girl, keep your head down. Keep running. You got this. Yeah, I will say, I feel like March, I was like, how is this month still going on? Yeah. And now I'm like, it's already April 18th. Can you, right. So it's flown, but April is like, I blinked and it's, where did it go? Literally. I'm like, (laughs) did I fall asleep? (laughs) Did I take too much Benadryl again? (laughs) Call me Rumpelstiltskin. I miss some of my life. I am sleeping beauty. I'm just waiting for that kiss. I'm waiting. Puckered up puckered up just laying in my bed in my childhood bedroom waiting with my lips puckered for 36 days oh what a treat and a half it's been we pushed my family beach trip to september when was it scheduled it was supposed to be the end of may Mm. so it was a smart choice for us to push but you know yeah i'm supposed to go to palm springs memorial day so i don't think that'll happen yeah and i was supposed to go to savannah the weekend before that so that is already canceled Okay. It's fine. I'll go on a vacation in 2027. Yes, Uh, you will. And that's what I'm looking towards. (laughs) Well, that's good. How's it going with the guy? Well, here's the thing, Jesse. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know if I'm into it. Interesting. Do tell. 
Okay, here's what I'll say. Yeah, give it to us. Sometimes he'll tell me stories and I'm like, are these stories true? Okay, he could be a pathological liar. And you know, I, I'm like, I know I watch a lot of true crime. I listen to a lot of true crime. I, you know. Sure. So I'm like, is it just that, that that's why I'm um, questioning every single thing? Or is it really... A sign. A sign, <laughs> you know? Give me an example. Well, see, my fear is that he listens to this, you know? <laughs> Okay. And what if he's like, you're calling me a liar? And I'm like, I don't know he's a liar. It's just some things where he'll say, like, I'll give you an, uh, an example that's not exact. Okay, Okay. great, great. I'm going to give you a parallel example. I appreciate that. So say I said I auditioned for uh, a movie. Okay. It was like I auditioned for a small indie movie. And then okay. he would be like, I just audi- auditioned for a Scorsese film. Uh-huh. And then has like a long story about auditioning for a Scorsese film. And all of it sounds a little bit not real. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to test him because he will always like, well, we'll hang up on a Skype call and he'll be like, oh, can we like, we'll talk tomorrow. I'll text you tomorrow. But then he doesn't. Okay. And so then I always have a too many glasses of wine and I text first. Ew. So I was like, I'm going to test and see if he just ever te- like contacts me. Yeah. That was on Monday or no Tuesday. And here we sit uncontacted. <gasps> Shut your face. So I'm like, maybe he wasn't into it this whole time, but I'm not that concerned about it. Yeah. Screw it. I do remind myself because the, the way I used to be was like, if a guy wasn't interested, I was like obsessed with him. Same. You know, I was like the biggest excuse in the book. I'd be like, he lost his phone. Maybe he died. What if he just he's in the shower. dropped? Yeah, he's in the shower for eight hours. So I always had like an excuse as to why. And now I just look at it as like a just very clear sign that he's not interested and that's okay. But do you know what haunts me? Tell me. Is, okay, so friend of the show, Elise Morales. Yeah. who's engaged right now yeah. to her fiance. When they first started dating, so Elise and I were in an elevator, okay? okay? And she was like, on Friday, I met this guy mm-hmm. and we like hit it off and he asked for my phone number and he was like exactly my type and we talked so much and I waited for him to text me and he didn't. So I texted him on Saturday morning and he never responded. This was like on Sunday that she tells me this. Okay. She's like, and he just never responded. And then I see her on like Tuesday. Yeah. And she, or no, I think I saw her like a week after and she had seen him again at like a show. Okay. And he was like being weird and she was being weird. And then she was like, well, I texted you like you didn't respond. And he was like, I texted you. You didn't respond. And then they both took out their phones and they both had sent the text. They said they did when they did. And the text never went to the phone. That is a fear, sure. But that's a fear I've told myself. Like one time this quote happened with a guy I was dating the exact same thing where I was like, okay, he never responded. He ghosted me. And then I feel like months later, whatever, like I ran into him and then I was like, whatever you ghosted. Then we both showed each other that he didn't. But... I don't know. Actually, it's the rare thing to happen, you know. <laughs> it's a rare, and is that God trying to help us? I don't know. I don't know, but also I'm. T- I don't really care. I also have been like texting with this other person a little. Okay. Okay. Who you've met. Chris playing the. Is it? It's your cousin. The. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Is it's it the, the cameraman? Oh my! That's who I. That's who I ship you with. To be clear, that is who I ship Me you too, with. Me too, kind of. See, I. That's what I'm saying. He's so sweet. He's the right speed for you is the thing. Yeah. 
Very much. Exactly. And he'll let you shine. And for that, we love it. We like watched Drag Race virtually together last night, like texted throughout the episode. I'm sorry. Is this what dreams are made of? Mine. Yes. Uh, Listen, bitch, when it rains, it pours up here. Okay, in quarantine. Wow. <laughs> it's raining. Well, it is raining men in my quarantine. I am in a drought and that's okay. Well, I've been in a drought for 30 years, so <laughs> finally mama's getting a little squeegee of water squeezed over her head. Hello. Bon appetit. I think the fact that I don't have to worry about touching anyone yes. is making things easier for me. Can I tell you something? Someone asked me, I did like a Q&A and someone asked me, would you ever do a threesome? And I had this very real moment where I was like, I think due to the fact that I truly am a middle child, a threesome feels like a way for me to get excluded. <laughs> oh, I would sooner die. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, you know what would happen is I would just watch two people fall in love while I'm sitting there completely naked. <laughs> and being like, just running through my head like, oh my God, why does he like him more than me? Yeah. I would be doing like a lot of <laughs> hair stroking. To the point where people would be like, that's enough. Thank you. And like, I'd be like, I'm okay. falling asleep. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like in Friends when Ross gets kicked out of bed when he has the threesome before his first wife leaves him. Yes. And oh he's my like, God. I yeah. went and made a sandwich and yeah. came back. That would be me being like, I'm, I guess I'm going to go heat up a hot pocket. A hundred percent. I feel like I would be having panic attacks just in a in a two a one on one situation. I don't need a two on one. The numbers don't add up. They don't add up. You know, three, there's one out. There's one excluded. I'm obsessed with that for you and that guy. I liked him the whole time. You guys, they met on like a shoot and he's like this very sweet. I think we talked about him actually in one of them, but a very sweet camera guy. Very sweet. We love him. Remember when he made me the tea? Do you remember the freaking tea? That he was ran when in. I was like, oh, hello. You can get good help. <laughs> <laughs> And they say good help is hard to find. <laughs> we love that for you. Okay, keep us updated. I will. We'll see. He also lives in my neighborhood. Oh, my God. How convenient. I know. That's psychotically convenient. It's walkable, okay? I ship you with him. I say we forget the first guy, but you can keep talking to him if you want. Well, yeah, we'll see. I'm like, what else am I doing? Nothing. Should we get into our first segment? Yeah, let's do it. It's the embarrassing story. Of the week. How about that? How fun is that? Okay. That is so f- I'm obsessed. So we got all these new transitions and I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, guys, we're upping our game because you're upping our game. So we are now professionals. Yes. And if you love her, f- Hannah Solo, I think, is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And follow her on Instagram because her videos are just to die. To die. Okay. I'm starting this week, right? Embarrassing yes. story. The story starts. So one of my best friends in high school, mm-hmm. we like we grew up together. True blue. But we really became close in high school. Lovely. Her name was, we'll, we'll call her Michelle. That was her name. Michelle? Uh, yeah, which was okay. her actual name. We'll just call her by her name. <laughs> so we were very, very close. And people used to always be like, Chris is either in love with Michelle or he's gay. And it was also a very confusing time for me. Because I didn't know which one it was either. Yeah. But then when we were like 16, she got this new boyfriend. And long story short, he was a convict. He was about 12 Uh, years older than us. And we were 16. And it led down to a long path of darkness for many of us. Oh, yeah. She made a lot of terrible decisions. She's all good now. 
So that's good. Wow. What a rebellion. Senior year, I was like, I can't deal with talk to you anymore. We like all had to stop talking to her. Wow. And then I was supposed to go away to college. And I was like, I don't want to go to SUNY Oswego, which is where <laughs> I was going to go. And I was like, because okay. it's the only place I got in. And I was like, I don't want to go there. It's so snowy. They have ropes that tie from one building to the next so that you don't literally blow away in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> like truly. And when we were touring, I was like, why are there ropes? And they're like, oh, it's such a hold on when you're going because it's so windy and snowy. It's so that you because you can't see the next building. <gasps> That's frightening. And I was like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> I don't know if I need that. And so I had only paid the deposit, which was like $200. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to wow. go for a year to community college. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a community college in Albany called Hudson Valley. Everybody calls it Harvard on the Hudson. Because <laughs> it's like everybody go, or people call it like grade 13 because everybody goes there. Okay. So I'm like, whatever. I'm going to go to Harvard on the Hudson. <laughs> I'm already depressed. All my friends are going away. I'm yeah. working full time at a grocery store and a liquor store and going to Harvard on the Hudson. Oy. Also, I was like, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> The trifecta. All right. Well, just because I wanted to um, live the life of Grey's Anatomy. Sure. Well, that makes sense. So I had to take an ecology class, right? Okay. Ecology. And you should know I have hated science since I was... Able to understand it. Sure. But I'm like, I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. Don't understand anything that happens. So I sit into my, go into my ecology class. Yeah. Sit down. Who is the first person that walks into the door but Michelle? Michelle. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well... <laughs> How are you? Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> then another girl that I graduated with walks in. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I'm like, whatever, I'll just be friends with these people because we're in class together. It doesn't matter. This is yeah. where the story gets good. So we get on a um, like friends in class basis. Okay. And then week like four, we have to do ecology labs, which means we have to like go out into the wilderness. Oh, my God. And learn things. <laughs> so he's like, we're going to this creek. And I'm like, okay, I love a creek. Yeah, it's stunning. love a creek. Love a beautiful creek. Love yeah. to sit, have a glass of wine, Ooh. toast a marshmallow by a creek. Are you, Are you kidding? kidding? <laughs> it sounds unreal. Love. So we're going to the creek and then we get to the creek and it's more of a ravine. Okay. Oh. So there's a creek, but it's like seven foot down this like cliff. Cliff. All, oh, and, God. And I'm like, how are we supposed to get down to that creek? Well, the teacher just hopsy daisies down there, does some. Oh, she cartwheels down. And so, and then the students start following. And I know if I go down there, <laughs> I'm dying down there. <laughs> yeah. I'm already looking for how am I going to get back out? Yeah. But I don't want to be the fat person. That don't like, be the fat I person. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. do that. No. So I hopsy down. Okay. Oh, okay. It takes me. I make sure I'm the last one to do it, and then yeah. I'm like far enough away that people aren't paying attention to me, just in case something goes wrong. Sure. So we do whatever, whatever, and then the teacher's like, "Okay, like we have to go back." So everybody starts going back and climbing out of this ravine. They're climbing. So there's like some roots and shit. So they're just like climbing it like you would climb a rock wall. They're shimmying up a ravine? They're shimmying up a ravine. Mind you, it's only like six and a half foot tall. Well, that's still a shimmy. (laughs) So I'm six foot tall. So it's not like, but it's still. I mean, I can't jump my own height. You're telling me. (laughs) Exactly. And so everyone's like, that's easy. You just have to like pull up on this root, pull up on this little tree. 
there's like little, you know, like baby trees sticking yes, out of the side. Yes. So people are like doing that. Oh my God. And so I'm like, oh God, this is not going to be good. No. So again, I'm like, I'll go last. Yeah. Oh God. Just in case. So I'm trying to get out. Okay. Okay. And I'm like trying to pull myself up. I can't pull myself up. My friend is like, just grab the baby tree, which is at the top. So I grab the baby tree. Okay. Okay. Mind you, I'm in like a button up shirt and nice oh. jeans. I grab the baby tree. I swing my leg up, get my leg up on top of the ravine. Okay. All right. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm half on. You're holding halfway. Holding the baby tree. Okay. And that's when the baby tree <laughs> pulled out of the fucking side. No. And I fell back into the ravine and was laying face up in the creek. <laughs> to the point that like I'm laying in the creek, the water's going over my face. No. And I'm laying back down <laughs> in the creek. It was only probably like a foot deep. <laughs> but it is now what, like October, early no. October in upstate New York. I'm freezing. I'm covered. I'm fully immersed <laughs> on in the bed of a creek. <gasps> and I get out, my phone's in my pocket. I'm just no. like all concerned about everything. So I'm now covered in mud and water and in October in the woods at a community college. My two friends are laughing so hard they can't breathe. They can't breathe. Yeah. And yeah, it was pretty funny. So then I was like, you guys just go back. I'll meet you there. I walked the creek to a point, like walked it down to a point that I could get out without having to pull a baby sapling out of the goddamn (laughs) ground. (laughs) <laughs> and oh God. got in my car and went home and skipped the rest of the day of classes. Oh. And then that's when I realized the environment probably wasn't for me. It's not for you. That's not for you. That's a that's a rough that's a rough story. Cuz the idea of everybody watching it happen is what really makes me feel sick for well, you. Well, it was mostly it was just just them. The rest of the class oh. had like gone back. You know what? That's a relief. At so least. that was a that was a relief for me. Yeah, that's a relief. I thought everyone was watching, and I would have. I thought, oh, I I can't. No, but they did the next the next class. The teacher was like, "What happened to you? You didn't <laughs> come back." And I was like, "I'll tell you what the fuck happened to me. I yeah. fell in the goddamn creek." Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. It was like remember in that office episode when Michael fell in the koi pond. Yeah. And he's like, I fell in a fucking koi pond. Yeah. That was how I felt. Ugh. So. That is. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. That's a great story. I I do really like that. Nothing like a creek, you know? Oh, nothing like a creek. Nothing like a good creek. Are you ready? I'm ready for mine. Here I go. So picture this. (sighs) I'm in fifth grade. I'm almost fully bald because I have really taking advantage of my trichotillomania. Mm. Um, But I'm wearing thick headbands, which I think is a great cover up. (laughs) Turns out kids are kids are wise. Kids are wise to it. It's a tough time to be bald, I would assume. It's not the time, you know, it's that's a later time. So, you know, but I'm doing the best I can. I've got a positive attitude for that age. I'll say that. Good for you. Thank you. And there was this girl. We'll call her Ashley because that's her name. Okay. And she'll know that. <laughs> okay. So Ashley, Ashley's mom was a teacher at the school. And the oh, only okay. reason that's important is because that gave her a, a sort of power. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I very much know what you're saying. Because her mom was there, and like, even though she was not necessarily a good kid, her mom was there. So she had this weird, like, power over the kids because her mom was readily available. Yeah. And she scared me, to be honest. And she scared a lot of people. She wasn't nice, if I were going to summarize her. I feel like that's a trope of an Ashley. Yes. Like, Ashley will find your weak spot, expose it to the class, and when she gets older, she'll steal your husband. That's who Ashley is. And she'll be like, oh, remember when you thought I peaked in high school? Yeah. (laughs) Well, look at me peeking now, bitch. As she, like, passes you with a designer bag and her freshly dyed hair. Truly. That was her. I, but I was, I guess I was oddly friends with her, even though I didn't like her. And that's an interesting thing. But for some reason in fifth grade, you just sort of get roped in with a group. And you're like, this is my group. Yeah. So she was in my group. We had lunch together. We were having lunch and we were playing spin the bottle at lunch. Yeah. Where did you go to? Where did you go to elementary school? Studio 54. Yeah. But see, we didn't play spin the bottle to kiss. We played spin the bottle and it was like a fortune. It was like the way we we played it be like this person's going to, you know, get married in 10 years and then the bottle would spin and then whoever it landed on would be like, I guess that's me. Okay. So it was like a weird fortune uh, thing. Okay. So Ashley went and she said, this person's going to be bald. <gasps> and then the bottles spun. And I went, now it couldn't like, you know, when you, you, your life almost freezes and everything goes in slow motion and you're like, like there's no chance this bitch <laughs> planted something in this bottle. Yeah. That it's going to land on me. And lo and behold, the bottle spins, slows down, and lands directly on yours truly. And then she said, oh, my God, and it's true. And everyone started laughing, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? You should have picked up the bottle in the middle of the table, smashed it, and sliced the bitch. Well, so what I did is I stood up, <laughs> and I said, Ashley, you're mean. Everyone's afraid of you, but I'm not, which is not true. Oh, I was, that's iconic. Thank you. I went to the bathroom, cried, came back. Somebody said something, and I just picked up my muffin, and I threw it at her. Yeah. I did. I was like, this muffin, I'm going to chuck it at the girl I hate. And then the lunch lady. What flavor was it? I think it was a banana nut, my favorite. Oh. See, that was a big sacrifice. It really was. I was like, I want this muffin, but I don't want it as badly as I want to pelt this girl in the face. Yeah, yeah. So then the lunch lady, though, was like, who just threw this muffin? And then everyone pointed at me. And I was like, okay, but I was defending myself. But they sent me to the principal's office regardless. But we didn't meet with the, I didn't meet with the principal. I met with the vice principal. Of course, then I just hysterically cried in her office and I was forgiven. But during the moment when the bottle landed on me, I remember thinking I was going to die of shame. What happened to Ashley? You know, Ashley did drugs later on. And also, I don't think... Well, that karma will bite you in the ass. It did bite her. It did bite her. And she really... I mean, she was probably struggling with stuff, but she wasn't a nice person. She really... That was one of many attacks. But that one was so close to home because I was just so... It was like something I was so embarrassed about, obviously. And I guess, you know, was trying to hide the best of my ability. I just remember not only feeling like uh, I hated this girl, but I also was like the the like, why would God let that happen? Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I was mad at God, too. I was like, you couldn't have missed the bot. The bottle couldn't have gone on someone else. 
Yeah, I still have those moments where I'm like, you, I'm supposed, you are letting this happen. I know. Yeah. I don't, I don't completely understand. It was a real, it was a, a chancy, a chancy time, you know? And the lunch lady and I were always good friends. We always had fun banter. I was going to say, I feel like a lunch lady would understand your plight. Yeah, And I think that she definitely, like, she was my girl. But I don't think she knew I had thrown the muffin and she had already made the stink about who threw it. Ah. You know? And then when it was me, she was like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. She was like, I thought it had been thrown at you. Right. She was like, I thought we were going to get Ashley. And I was like, turns out I am the... The, the guilty culprit mm. and it was it was a sting it was a sting that hurt and i'll never forget that moment i will never forget that moment i truly feel like my life went in slow motion it <laughs> went it in the worst slow mo- it was so it was horrible i can't it was horrible onwards and upwards absolutely onwards and upwards and you know we we get stronger from these things. We can only hope. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It really does. And thank God for that. Did you know that if a bone breaks, okay? So you take a bone, your your arm, let's say. You break okay. your arm. You put it in a cast. Where that bone heals is now the strongest place on that bone. I didn't know that. Okay. So there you go. My heart is the strongest bone in my whole body. <laughs> Exactly. You can't break the bone in the same place twice. Unless I, I didn't know that either. There's a major thing. I, I don't know that that part's true, but oh, I've been having this is. weird um, fear because I'm trying to like do some workouts at my home, mm. and sometimes I have to jump in the workout. And as I jump, I go, "If I break a bone, <laughs> what will happen to me?" Yeah. And then I don't know how to answer the riddle because I'm like, I don't know what I would do. I don't think I can go to a hospital. It would so just would be I a lot just... of screaming and probably calling 911. Yeah. They would take you to a hospital. Isn't that a bad idea right now? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't intentionally break a bone. I, well, I'm but... trying not to. I just, <laughs> I'm just afraid. So I'd like to not break a bone. God, if you're listening, I'm pretty sure he's a subscriber. He definitely listens. Yeah. He hasn't written a review, which hmm. he felt bad about only having one kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was like, I wonder what it would have been like if I had three. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to move on to our, our next segment? Yes. The fatal child of the week. Wow. Uh, I'm obsessed. All right, guys. Yeah. It's middle child of the week. Yeah. So this week we have somebody who I, okay, listen, I'm not the biggest fan. Oh, I, I'm a fan, okay. but I'm not a crazy fan, but I want to be what he is. Okay. It's, um, James Corden. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of the late, late show. And wow. a spectacular career, some would say. Of course he's a middle. First of all, you know he's it, kind. Right? Yeah, I do know it. He's got a lot to prove. I mean, his body type is that of ours. So Exactly. Him and I would be going for the same auditions. Yes, you would. And I would also be there. <laughs> but, you know, he's in... Have you seen Ocean's 8? No. Okay. What? You haven't seen Ocean's 8? I don't think so. Jesse, that's what you're doing today. I've Okay, I'm on it. It's incredible. It's just amazing women... Okay, is that with Sandra Bullock? Yes. I did see that. I did. See, but you know what? I could use a freshen up. 
It's an amazing film. Anyway, he's in that movie. Okay. As uh, sort of a strong character. Oh, wow. Which I thrive to be. Oh, I do remember him. He was very funny in it. Right? Very funny in it. He's uh, a good singer, dancer. He's very talented. He's a, really a quadruple threat. I mean, there's nothing that man can't do. He came up with carpool karaoke. <laughs> I mean, he sat in a car with Celine Dion and Ugh. sang along to My Heart Will Go On. And they're all like, you know what? You're not bad. No, they're all like, that's you're pretty good. Have you ever but seen they the all with Adele? St- yeah, they all. And thank God he sings with them because you can tell that gets them like loosened Amped. up. Because imagine if it was carpool karaoke, but he just drove. Also, it does. I did see a thing that he does not actually drive and they're being towed around. I'm dead. Well, that's funny. Good. I mean, that's good for safety, I guess. It's weirder, but it makes sense with all the cameras. Yeah. The only one I ever saw, Jennifer Hudson, I was like, Jennifer Hudson just immediately, she'll sing in anything. You watch an interview with Jennifer Hudson, somebody like says a word that reminds her of a song and she'll be like, yep, here is my voice. Yeah. She's like, did anyone forget I was a singer? Literally, but even she was like, wow, you're pretty good. Yep. Everybody says it, which I love for him because I think it makes them sing more and more comfortable. Yeah, totally. But he truly is a legend. I mean, I I really do love him. He has been in so many great movies and shows and and like he's just great. And he seems nice. Exactly. I want to be I want to be his career. I want to be his career. That is what I want. Also, I watched an interview with Anna Wintour and they said, What's, who's your favorite comedian? It was 73 questions with Vogue. And they said, favorite comedian. And she said, James Corden. Obsessed. Right? That's the, that's the kind of woman that it's hard to win over. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Imagine that would be like my version of Lady Gaga saying that I was her favorite comedian. Yeah, I'd cry. All right. Should we move on to my personal favorite segment of the week? The Hallmark Movie. This is so fun. Each one gets better. It really does. Do you have one in mind? I think I want you to go first. Okay, here I go. All right. This is a very mm, current story, if you will. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, okay. So uh, my name in this. (laughs) I'll just be me. Okay. So I'm a writer, uh, Mm -hmm. obviously, and I'm in quarantine. Okay, wow. Okay. It's very, it's very meta. So I'm in quarantine and all of a sudden my sink explodes. I'm like, no, this literally can't be happening. Okay. Yeah. I'm in an apartment which is like cursed. I'm like, this apartment is cursed. Every time I try to do something, like things just go haywire. Okay. Haywire. Do you live in New York? Where are you living? I live in the middle of nowhere. Actually, I live in a very uh, Alaska. Wow. I live in Alaska. And one reason I live in Alaska is because I was on a story that I had to get in Alaska. So I don't know very many people. Okay, picture that. I'm a I'm a reporter. Okay. I'm a novelist. I'm a biopic. Per I'm I'm getting stories. I'm getting stories. Okay, doing research. And I'm I'm in this little house that I'm like, this house is freaking cursed, okay? Mm. So this guy comes over, so I, my sink breaks. I have to call the local plumber 
Okay. He comes over. Turns out very attractive. Okay. Oh. Very attractive. I'm like, okay, can you just fix the sink? What's he wearing? You know, jeans and um, a plaid shirt. But at one point he has to take it off and thank God he's wearing a tank top thing because. A white one. A white one because Mm. he, it was hot in there and, you know, water was sprouting and he was like, I got to take this off. And I was like, what's happening? Okay. But I'm also in a pissy mood. But then Chris, he goes to leave. He tries to fix it. He's like, let me get a tool in my car. We're trapped. The apartment door, for some unknown reason, is locked. We can't get it open. Yes. The apartment's cursed. At the apart exactly. The, I'm like, oh my god, this apartment. He's like, don't worry, we'll figure this out. I'm like, of course this happened, okay? But also, we're in the middle of a snowstorm, and you're not okay. getting your story. You can't get out and get your. Story. I can't get my story. I can't get anything. I'm like, great, I'm trapped. I'm so livid. I'm like, please don't talk to me, okay? I'm like, just don't talk to me. Yeah. I'm upset. He's like, okay, well, I'm obvious. You know, this isn't my cup of tea either. I don't have even anything with me, so. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, okay, what what is it that you want? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he he asked to borrow some clothes, so I give him some like sweats, which is just kind of funny because you know when everything's really short on a man because he's like very tall and attractive, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, they're too small, and he's like, you're small, and then I'm like, I think I love you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's like the key to my heart. So then that night. He's like, what is it you do? I say, I'm so stressed out. He's like, I have pot. I'm like, I've never even, what is pot? I'm like, what is a pot? You're He's too, like, you've been writing for so long. You've been focused. <laughs> I've been so focused. He's like, you should get high. I think it'd be fun. Okay. So next thing I know. And that's the key to my heart. <laughs> Absolutely. So now I'm getting high. He turns on music. We're like having so much fun. We're laughing. What We're having. music does he turn on? He turns on like um, James Taylor, which oh, is like, yeah, it. he's like, it's relaxing, but it's fun. And which I'm ironically like, is like, the kind of is what you listen to when you write. Absolutely. <gasps> absolutely. Yeah. OK. So and, you already know you have the same taste. And the guy who I've been writing the story about, he won't tell me about his son, his son who has been. Who ran away. He won't tell me about it. It's like, we don't talk about the sun. Okay. But that's why you're there. I'm writing the bo- this biopic on this oh, famous man who lives in Alaska. Exactly. This famous okay. man who lives in Alaska. He has a son, but we don't talk about the sun because the sun like didn't take o- didn't take over the family business and like mm. doesn't want to be a part of it. And I'm like, okay, like don't, don't, don't push the subject. But then when we're really high and we're dancing to James Taylor, He's like, yeah, it's been harder for me. Like, my family is <gasps> estranged. Ah! I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I find out this is the son. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. So not only do I have the key to my story, but also... The key to your heart? The key to my heart. I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm writing the story about your dad. And he's like well, don't mention this. And I'm like, well, this is going to make my whole story. Like, no one knows what happened to you. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't do it. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Okay, he's so mad. He's like, you're just like everybody else. You're after the money. You want want the story. Like, you don't just 
believe in people, blah, blah, blah. The cursed apartment, all of a sudden the door flies open. Oh my God. It's it's such a it's such a turn of fate. And he's like, I'm out of here. And I'm like, wait. And he's like, I'm out. Okay. The next day I'm like, ay, ay, ay. I go to the guy who I'm writing the story about. Okay. <laughs> I go to his house. I'm like finishing the story and I say, look. I don't know if you really want to know, but your son is okay. I saw I saw him yesterday. Like he he has his own business. He helped me with my sink. Um, I'm not gonna write about it because that's not my place. But I just want you to know he's okay and this is how to contact him if you're interested. Mm. I think that maybe you got you know, time has passed. Maybe you guys could work it out. The guy's like, Thank you so much, okay? I know the story gets picked up. It's going really great. Although some would say I feel lonely, but now I'm done and I'm leaving Alaska and I go to take out my last bag. And would you believe what the door locks? No, I am trapped yet again. And what do I do? I I'm like, I can't call him. Let me call the the famous oil tycoon. That is my Mm -hmm. only friend here. I say, Bill, I say, I'm trapped in the apartment. Can you send someone for help? Is there someone that could help me? And he said, I'll send I'll send someone. And would you believe who comes is the son? And he says, thank you. I finally reconnected with my father. Oh, my God. Also, I love you. And I don't think that you should leave. And so, Chris, I don't. I stay. And you published the story. And I become, you know, a staple of Alaska. <laughs> wow. It's really, it's a lot of turn of events. Um, and if you're wondering who you are. I was. You are the sassy butler. There's a butler. <laughs> There's a butler at the house. And we have beef every time I come. Okay. So I just have a couple of foil scenes, but they're. Yeah, iconic. it's a smaller part. I am alone in the apartment a lot. I, I don't know how to get you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. I'm there. I'm one of four cast members. You're absolutely there. And that story, I think, is truly, that is my dream story. I'm like, if James Taylor comes on and I'm high, I think I will fall in love with whoever is nearest. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I would thrive. Wow, that was a good one. That was good. I'm turned on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I get his number? Yeah, I'll get it for you. Okay, you ready for mine? I'm so excited. Okay, so I'm living in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm working. I'm a working actor. Congrats. Thank you. A lot of commercials, mostly. Well, it pays the bills. A lot of insurance. And people always like, I have a tagline. I'm like, and that's how you save. (laughs) And so then whenever I see people in public, they're like, oh, my God, that's how you save guy. (laughs) And I'm like, that's, I can't believe this is my legacy, you know? (laughs) I always wanted to be more of a serious actor. Well, sure. But people keep yelling, that's how you save at me. That's how you save. So then one day, I'm on on Instagram. Okay, sure. Okay? I have a lot of followers because I am the that's how you save guy. Right. So I'm scrolling, you know, and I'm just feeling empty. I'm feeling hollow. Uh, I, I, I did sign a contract with that's how you save <gasps> so i can't even do theater anymore no because they said you're too recognizable oh my god that's and not I'm like, right I, god i can't like i came here for my dreams and i'm just saving people money on car insurance no so i'm scrolling on instagram and that's when i see it what? there's a contest oh 
Okay. There's a contest to win a summer camp. Oh. Okay. So it's a summer camp in Wyoming. Oh, wow. And it's beautiful. Sprawling. Picturesque. Ooh. So picturesque. And people haven't been there in a long time. Okay. okay. It used to be a fat camp. <gasps> well, that's triggering. And I'm struggling <laughs> with my weight. Okay. Always had. I always had. And that's how you save. <laughs> so I, I see that it used to be a fat camp and I'm like, oh, somebody should burn that to the ground. Yeah. Those awful memories. I Ugh. don't think so. Mm-mm. And so I'm like, fuck this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna submit to win the summer camp. Okay. Love that. Yeah. And I'm gonna go and I'm gonna burn it to the ground. Yeah. Because also as a kid, I had gone to gone there. I forgot to mention. Oh wow! How triggering. Sure, sure, sure. So I had gone to that summer camp for fat camp when I was in, um high school, and so I submit to win, and then <laughs> lo and behold. I, I win. No. I win the contest. What are the odds? So I win the summer camp. And then wow. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going. And so then, of course, there's some arguments with my agent. Ugh. And they're like, you're the biggest car insurance person in the United States. You're going to throw that all away to go burn a summer camp? And <laughs> I said, Tracy. Yeah. Okay. So there, I have three agents. Wow. There's Tracy, Macy, and Casey. Sure. And their sisters. Wow. So I'm sitting in the meeting. They're all pelting questions at me. Oh, my God. Pelting. And I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. Okay. They don't this get isn't it. worth it to me anymore. And they're like, if yeah. you walk out that door, you're never going to work in this town again. <gasps> and so then I say, fine, I won't walk out that door. And I do a somersault out of the door. <laughs> and on the, on the way, I flip them off. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. And okay. so then I get to the summer camp. We're mm-hmm. only about 10 minutes into the film at this point. The book wow. does take place at the summer camp. Of course. I get there and it's not exactly as I remember it, nor is it what is in the pictures. Sure. It's a little rundown. Well. But the views are still stunning. Yeah. And so then I'm like, oh, this is going to be so fun to burn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm walking and that's when I see the cabin that I stayed <gasps> in. No. And I have a flashback to my first um, rejection. Ay. And all the boys calling me little homo and stuff. <laughs> and like throwing licorice candies at me. How did they confiscate that in even? And so I'm like, <laughs> exactly. They're calling me. I'm at a fat camp and I'm still at the lowest of the totem pole. I'm still being that, picked on. That's not right. And these other kids, their parents are just sending them candy. What's the point of us? Being what is there? the point? Yeah. So I have a moment I'm like, I need a I need a drink. Yeah. And so I pour myself a glass of wine and watching the sunset Ooh. on the porch of where I once went to fat camp. Sure. And that's when I think I hear a motorcycle. What? How could and it I'm be? Like, what the fuck? I own this camp. There's nobody here. Yeah. Why is there a motorcycle? But that's when Trevor comes in. <gasps> okay. Trevor. So he's on a motorcycle. He's very rugged. Ooh. And, and on, automatically I'm like, oh God, I'm going to get beat up again. Oh no. Because <laughs> he reminds me of the kids that picked on me. I, I, oh God. And I'm like, God. So of course I'm a little rude to him at first. Yeah. You well, know? you have to be. How I always am to men, you know? Yes, and that's exactly. always been my plight. And I need, yes. I come off a little cold, but I don't care. Mm-mm. And so he's playful with me and i can tell he thinks it's cute that i'm being rude to him yeah which Uh, is annoying but okay 
And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, well, and he's like, I own the camp next door. Oh. It's been in my family for years. I'm, I make marble things. So he's a, um, you know, the person that <laughs> like he's stands like a- and makes yeah. marble items like fireplaces and stuff. Stop it. So it's like he's a good with his hands is what marble. I'm hearing. Yeah. Good with his hands. Yeah, yeah. He makes Oof. marble tables, marble countertops. Uh, and so he's going on and on. And I say, <laughs> I've always been a granite girl myself. <laughs> and he's like, that's because you haven't had the right marble. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I like his confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm immediately attracted to his confidence. Yeah. So we start like playful, whatever. And he's like, uh, am I just going to stand here? Are you going to offer me a drink? And I was like, what? okay, I guess you can have a drink. Uh, but then I'm like, why are you here? Yeah, why is he there? Like, this is my land. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I come here every night to watch the sunset. It's the most beautiful view around. And I'm like, well, so you just were coming here? like?" And he's like, it's been abandoned for 20 years. I didn't know somebody had bought it. And I'm like, well, you're pretty on your game for not knowing I was going to be here. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, well, I had an inkling. And so I'm like, he knew what was going he on. He knew. Right? They announced the contest winner. Of course. He knew there was a contest. He applied for the contest himself. Of course he did. He wanted that view. But just for the view. Mm -hmm. And he tells me he applied. And I was like, so then you did know I was going to be here. Why are you gaslighting me? And he's like, I'm not gaslighting you. I was just embarrassed because you're so handsome. O-M-G. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Came on. (laughs) And so we have a couple of drinks. Okay. And then he's like, so what is your plans for this place? What are you going to make it? And I said, I'm not going to make it anything. I'm burning it down tomorrow. Wow. And then I'm going to build a skyscraper. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to make industrial. I'm making an industrial park out of this land because I was hurt here. (laughs) And he was like, please don't do that. And I'm like, you don't tell me what to do. I'm the bad guy in this. But I oh, have okay. redeeming qualities. Absolutely. You know? I'm just yes. strong-willed and yeah. I've been hurt. <laughs> yeah. And so then he says, just give me to the end of the summer and you'll love this as much as I do. Okay. And I'm like, I don't think so, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see, I guess. So we go through the summer. It's amazing. We have amazing yeah. times. Um, I meet his family. We have Aww. barbecues. And he's thinking he's got me wrapped around his finger. Sure. And then it cuts to it's the night before the last day of summer. No. And he's like, okay, well, tomorrow's the last day of summer. Like, I guess you're staying here. And I'm like, yeah, I am staying here in a parking lot. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm burning it down. And he's like, no. And he starts crying. (gasps) So then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to tell him why. So I tell him about (gasps) the fat camp. And he says... The only part I understand is don't understand is why were you at a fat camp? Oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> I love you. What? And he's like, you're just I wouldn't want to change anything about you. Oh my god! And I'm like, no, you're just trying to trick me so I burn don't burn down. Oh yeah, the camp. And he was like, you can burn it down, and I'll still love you until the end of time have you guys made out oh yeah oh thank god well this was our first time (gasps) and he then he kisses me hard passionately (laughs) okay hard and now it now it's almost fall so it's a brisk air 
I'm in a very Thriving. cute jacket. I have on a lovely scarf. Okay, perfect. We love that for anyone who burns hot. Exactly. So okay. it's, it's like cool outside. So yes. I'm feeling good, you know? <laughs> yes. It's not, this, it's not a summer kiss that I don't want anything to do with. Absolutely. It's a fall kiss. I love that. It's not like, oh, I'm tasting spit and then something salty. Did you just sweat in my mouth, you perv? Exactly. And he owns all the apple orchards in the surrounding area. Uh. And so he was like, I've always wanted a camp for the families that come to my orchards. A camp for the families. So it's like people would come from Los Angeles, okay, okay, to Wyoming, and they just want a fall experience sure they want to sit outside they want campfires they yes. want to go apple cider. picking yes cider cider donuts <gasps> marbles mm-hmm. pick up some marble for their houses back in yeah. la absolutely it's a really great business idea it actually is brilliant and he'd been hinting at it all summer and i was like absolutely not oh finally the last day of summer and i'm holding the match <gasps> okay and i'm holding the match and i'm about to light it and he says I'm not going to stop you, but know that no matter what, I'll love you forever. And then he turns to ride away on his bike and says, I just can't watch this place burn. (gasps) And so then I blow out the match (gasps) and I say, you won't have to. (gasps) And then we cut to one year later. (gasps) We're married. Oh, my God. We're running a thriving business. Oh. And somebody sees me, a kid, okay? A kid, it's like okay. an eight-year-old kid. He has a big bushel of apples. <gasps> He's got a cider donut on his mouth. Wow. He has a, a, a ice cream cone in another hand. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he stops and he says, Hey, mister, that's how you save. <gasps> and everybody freezes. They know it's my trigger. And I smile and I say... <laughs> Yeah, because that was a different life, and I'm okay with that now. I bet you're wondering who you play. I'm crying. It's so good. (laughs) So you play. Who do I play? (laughs) The woman who works. So it's private land. Sure. Okay. And so when I came came into the park, you were working the gate. Sure. You've just been working there forever. You know, always. Yeah. You grew up there. And for whatever reason, I'm like, I don't even know how she's still getting paid. The place hasn't been open for 15 years. Right. And then you keep popping in to scenes to give me advice. Yeah. So you play the role of the best friend. But, uh, you know, I'm annoyed by you. You don't really like me. But there's that. I love that. You know. Yes. But you still tell it like it is. Absolutely. And I'm like, (laughs) she really tells it. How it is. Okay. That, that people are like, she does not sugarcoat. And so then at the end, I'm <gasps> like, okay, like, let's rehire that girl <laughs> and she'll work. And he was like, he's been paying you all these years because he felt so bad. So then you also have a nice big scene at the <gasps> end because oh now you're God. the manager. Wow. Of this thriving community. You look 10 I- years younger than you did at the beginning. Well, I've gotten, a, you know, a haircut or two. Yeah, you have a boyfriend who Hello. he works on the farm. Oh, I love that for and me. And you're expecting. <gasps> yeah. Wow. That's the story. And what's it called? How You Save? It's called How You Save. And then in parentheses on the bottom, it says, 
of life. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I love that. How'd you guess? I'm obsessed with that. That's the movie Hallmark needs to make. That's an iconic movie. I've not, I really, I feel like what a gorgeous moment. We just wrote two beautiful films. I'm so impressed with us. Should we move on to our last and final <gasps> and also maybe favorite segment? Here we come with... Praise to the praises, yeah. That is actually my favorite one. I'm so obsessed with... We love it. We're obsessed with it. Today we are praising Megacon. Love it. Okay. And let me read to you what she said. It's called Four Middles by Middles. And Mm. she has an F... MBM. Maybe we could Love start it. that. Maybe we could merch it. Who's to say? And she goes on to say, are you a middle child? Married to one? Have one as a best friend? Perhaps your boss is a middle child. Adopted and don't know your birth order, but identify as a middle kid? Good news. This podcast will make you feel seen AF. This podcast is everything. Uh-huh. Come for the witty banter betwixt real besties Jesse and Chris, and stay for the incredible insights they discover about each other and all middle children everywhere. Five stars. Oh, I love her. I think that Meg is an advertising genius. I think Meg owns an advertising firm. That's what I think. I went, did she just write copy for uh, this TV This woman ad? has worked professionally in advertising for sure. A hundred percent. Meg is the type of person who makes the reservation for your group dinner. (laughs) And she sends the text and she just says, this is where we're going. This is the time. And she knows to text the one that's always late and tell her the wrong time. So she comes on time. A hundred percent. Meg's got the itinerary and loves an itinerary. Okay. Meg is the one that you can get as belligerently drunk as you want (laughs) at brunch because you know Meg is going to get you home. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Meg has been a bride's a maid of honor, bridesmaid, so many times she can't keep count because not only is she great at it because she's organized mm-hmm. AF, she also loves to help. She never complains. Not once. She doesn't make any jokes about being Katherine Heigl in 27 dresses. Exactly. She loves it. She is the type of person who everyone's like, oh my God, we were so drunk last night. And she... It's like, yeah, it was so much fun. And then you're like, wait, Meg, were you even drinking? And she's like, no, I didn't have to. Yeah. She just is good at it, at having fun and being personable. She's one of those people that doesn't even need to like take a, have a drink to like take the edge off because she just knows how to switch her brain and go, guess what? Edge off. Okay. And now I'm present. One time I was like, oh my God, I got coffee stain all over my shirt. (gasps) Now I have this interview and Meg took off her shirt no. And gave it to me and walked home in a snowstorm in her bra just so that I would have a better chance of getting that job. That is literally so Meg. That is okay. Meg. One time I was like sitting outside. We didn't even really know each other. And I was just like, oh, I'm so hungry, but I don't have any money. And she whipped out five bars from her purse. And she was like, take your pick, honey. Oh my God. Once I was sitting outside. It was an outdoor bar and I was oh. having a margarita and it was in the summer. Yeah. And suddenly everybody starts screaming because a bee flew into my hair. 
and no. I can feel the bee squirming in my hair. And I'm like, Don't oh my that. God, I'm freaking out. And then all of a yeah. sudden, Meg comes out and just pulls the bee out. The bee immediately starts acting nice. <laughs> she has it in the palm of her hand, opens her hand, and the bee flies away. Oh my God. She's a goddamn animal whisperer. She's an animal whisperer. Also, Meg is known for if you're on an airplane and there's a baby crying and you're like, I'm going to fucking kill that baby. And why is there a baby on this plane? Meg just like gets up, smiles at the baby and the baby's like, you know what? Maybe I am safe. And sure, my ears are popping. I'm afraid I can't hear forever. But you know what? That woman looks so nice. I trust her. And then she passes out the snacks for you mid-flight and then gives you Tic Tacs at the end so your ears don't hurt. Yeah, and you're like, wow, I didn't know that you worked for the airline. She's like, I don't. I just like to help. Oh, and that is Megacon. And that is Megacon. And Meg, girl, we love you. We adore you, Meg. This was for you. Wow. Wow. Guys, if you want us to sing your praises, you have to <laughs> review, okay? Yep. You have to rate, you have to review, you have to subscribe. You gotta. We need you. If you're thinking, I wish there was more. Yeah. I want to listen to more. Mm. Okay. Which I'm don't want to be presumptuous, but I'm assuming that that is what's happening. Sure. Uh, You have to go to patreon.com slash middle children. And that is where we'll have bonus episodes. Okay. We'll have a monthly episode where we're stoned out of our minds. Yeah. That's going to be a real fun one. And that will be (laughs) no holds bar. Yeah. Uh, you'll get diary entries written by yours truly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just complaining and I'm writing. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and you're reading. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do Ask Me Anything where we go on, you ask us questions and we're going to answer them. And we're not going to hold back. No, we won't because you know what? What? You're paying to hear the truth. Yeah. And we're middle children. So. We'll give you what we got. That's all we have to say about that. That is all we have to say. What a great episode, Chris. What a time. It's time so fun. flew. Highlight of my week. Me too. Ugh. All right, guys. We love you. We you're love strong. You. You're powerful. And you can do anything. And don't you ever forget it. We love you. Bye. The Middle Children. Middle Children is produced by Cameron Rude. Our theme song is written and performed by Hannah Solo and Alex Mitchell. With photography by Sarah Nathan. And artwork by Abby Lloyd.